Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hello, Kieran. And it is important that every toy gets a child, unless you're a Benson. Right. We just forget. We just forget about those. A poor toy that gets abandoned by their leader. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Yes, it is. It's a big one too. Yeah, and if you weren't clued in, it's absolutely a spoiler, I guess. Sort of, not that, really. That really bothered me. It's know? a spoiler for Toy Story 4, which yes. we're here to talk about today. Now, this is a movie that we predicted in the past, and we're coming back to see how well we did in our initial predictions. That's right. Now, I think it's important to point out that this isn't actually a review of Toy Story 4. We talk more about the movie in depth in our original episode, and we're not going to go over the actual movie itself point by point. We're only going to relate what we predicted in the past to what actually happened in the movie. Just so there's, there's going to be big major things that we skip over, but I suppose we can discuss that as we go along the way. That's right. And it's, all, it's worth mentioning as well that if you haven't listened to our episode covering Toy Story 4, probably yes, listen right. to that. You know, you might be a little Definitely lost Definitely listen to that first. And Stop if- this episode. Go listen to that. And we watch Toy Story four, <laughs> then come back. And we're not we'll going to waiting. We're not going to go out of our way to downright spoil uh, Toy Story four, but chances are it probably will we happen will. just anyway. We will. And uh, chances are some of our opinions of the movie may leak through. Yes, unintentionally. Now, I did actually want to ask you your opinions on this movie because last week you definitely voiced some strong opinions that you'd heard in the lead up to watching the movie. Mm, yeah, no. I've, so I'm curious to see if that actually carried over. I heard a lot of people really liked this movie. A lot of people in my circles did. Um, but let's wait until after we've gone over our plots and then right at the end we can actually talk about sure. how we felt about the movie itself. Okay. We sort of did a similar thing when we talked about Avengers. I mean, we didn't really go into whether we loved the movie or not, but I think it was pretty obvious in our conversation. <laughs> pretty obvious in your conversation. Yes. And at the end of the episode, I had a little moment where I got to rant about everything that I didn't enjoy <laughs> you, about the you movie. You've been bottling that up for so long. Though, yeah, so. almost half a year, I think. Uh, six months. We don't talk about these movies until we do the show. That's right. To try to make it organic, I guess. Yeah. So you were just like, had this all pent up yes. stuff that you hadn't been able to speak to anybody about, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and you just lost it a little bit. I don't think I'm going to quite have the same <laughs> level of issues with Toy Story 4, but we will see. Right. We'll see. Because you love we go. Toy Story 4. Well, <laughs> you're a big fan of it. Well, let's save that till the end Best of the show. Best movie of 2019. Right. So, what we do in these episodes typically is we go back over what each other said. So, I look back over what Maddie D said about Toy Story 4. He looks over what I said, and then we award points. And then the person with the most points is essentially, I suppose, the person who's definitively closest to the actual plot. Now, the way that our points work is if we claim something would happen in the movie and we're absolutely on the money and we had no prior knowledge of this fact, that gives us two points. Now, if we claim something that we saw in the trailer and we got the context of it exactly right in the movie or fairly close to exactly right, that's a single point. And if we were on the right track but not really that close, that's only worth half half a point. And then obviously if we got something dead wrong, it's worth nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I think there's going to be a lot of zero points heading my way. You'd be surprised. I was almost adamant to get nothing correct in the movie except for a few key details. Now, I think you're actually covering my plot first, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, because you went first. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So before we actually get started, I just want to point out as well that Tom Hanks is not in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes, he is. He's He's in Mazes and Monsters. Which is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. There is a Dungeons and Dragons movie starring Jeremy Irons. And that guy from the scary movie Mazes and Monsters is is called Mazes and Monsters. But it's It's not. It's not the Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's about Dungeons and Dragons. I said he was in a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I was just for arguing. I think I might take away a point. (laughs) No, I won't actually. When when I listened back to the show, I was like, "Oh yeah, Kieran didn't believe me," and I googled it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm 
but it's mazes and monsters. It's not the Dungeons and Dragons movie. They just changed the name. Yeah, you know, for legal reasons. But it is the same thing. It's a it's a movie about Dungeons and Dragons. It's not called Dungeons and Dragons. I said specifically. I said specifically that Tom Hanks was not in the the Dungeons and Dragons movie, and you argued against it. He's in Mazes and Monsters. He's not in Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Right. Okay. All right. See, this is the kind of details that we like pay attention to. So, are you going to use this critique on my plot as well? Absolutely. (laughs) Just like pull it. No, no, no. To be fair, everyone knows it's not. It's not D and D unless it's like made in the region of Italy called D and D. So right. Otherwise, it's just sparkling Mazes. And monsters, anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's hear what I got wrong. Uh, how did you feel, by the way? I want to know how you felt about your plot. Like, did you think that you like aced it, or? Well, in my head, when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I was pretty close. But listening back, I was like, oh my god, let's you, get into it. You sounded a little unconfident. No, listening back, it sounded like you were kind of like, I he might it, do this. Maybe it'll be this. I literally did it the hour before we recorded. <laughs> I was really busy at that point in time, so I had no time to do any pre-prep. So I watched the trailer once, wrote yeah. out my notes really quickly, and then yeah, just did the recording. And then just did so. some guesswork. Yeah, All that's right. right. So I just want to say that it's funny that uh, this movie actually started with a flashback. Who would yes. have thought? Because none of us suggest. None of us guessed that. No Toy Story uh, movie has ever started with a flashback before. But uh, I was always doing flashbacks. As a, I was always guessing that the movie would start with a flashback, but for this one, apparently not, and we have a flashback. Yeah. So, but I said the movie definitely won't have a flashback at the start. Wow. So, Off to a good start already. But you said uh, it was going to have a cold open where there's an imaginary game where Bonnie will be playing, which I gave you half a point for because it kind of starts with Bonnie slash Andy playing with the toy over time. Um, yeah, but we don't see an imaginary sequence. I'm giving you half a point for okay, it though, because enough. you kind of got the gist of it, which right. is something so we she spoke- does play with the toy, but it's not an imaginary sequence yeah. like we predicted. No. And that was something we spoke about after the show. We were like, oh my God, they're going to do like a montage of them, like the toy's lifespan. Did we? Yeah, we did after oh, the wow. show, but it doesn't And that count. does happen in the because, movie. Yeah, it, it was like, damn it, that's exactly what's going to happen. But, you know, we didn't say it on the podcast, so it doesn't count. No. Um, you said Bonnie is starting kindergarten. Yes, two points. There is no information that said that. So, and that's what mm, she's doing, right? They do say that in the trailer. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do say that she started her first day of kindergarten, made a new friend. Yeah. You might have to subtract a point there. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a point away from you. Um, and you said that uh, she, when Bonnie comes and has her first day at kindergarten, she'll take Woody as a comforter, mm. and this will be incorporated mm. stylistically. Now, I'll give you half a point because she doesn't intend to take Woody. No, but he's there anyway, so I'll give you a generous half a point there. Yeah, yeah. So um, he did go along, and he was a comfort in a way, but not in the way that well, I yeah, thought. Yeah, Woody, Woody wanted to be the comforter, I guess, rather than Bonnie yeah. wanting him to be. It's like a helicopter he's parent. Like, Woody was just pretty much useless to Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Did not care for him at all. Uh, only wanted him. For his badge. So in your plot, you believe that uh, she's told that she can't bring toys to school, which I give you half a point for because they do bring that up in the movie. Yes, a teacher doesn't say that like you predicted, but uh, it's it's said by a parent, so half a yeah. point there. And one of the toys says that there's a chance you might be confiscated because they confiscate toys at school. So pretty much, you called exactly what we see in the trailer. Forky comes to life. She makes Forky. He gets introduced to the gang. Yep. But Forky can't cope in your words, which is one point. We kind of see it in the trailer. Yeah. That's what actually yeah, happens. Yeah. Woody says, uh, Woody says this is nice. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. So you said Woody will um, like Forky and what he does for Bonnie. He warms to Forky for this reason. And I give you two points because well, there nothing, you go. Nothing that uh, specified. That I think that was inferred by the trailer, but uh, yeah, I guess. You don't really see it though. No, he you just don't see it. Him, but you know, you called it. You, you actually said that Woody would not be surprised that Forky's alive. That's so wrong. He's so surprised. Yes. Um, and then we went into this whole thing about maybe they'll explore like how toys come to life. They didn't touch it. 
They did no. not touch it. So. Well, Forky's wife at the end asks why she's alive, and Forky says, I, I don't know. know. That's as close as they get we to kinda, exploring that. We kind of thought that that's what they were going to do in this movie, but I guess they didn't nah. feel the need to do nope. that. They just were recycling plot elements from previous <laughs> movies. That's what they were doing in this movie. Uh, said Forky, you said Forky was going to be disturbed that he is alive. I give you one point because we say that in the trailer. Yep. You said Bonnie brings uh, Woody and Forky and uh, the key group of people on a vacation, which I give you a one point yep. for because we say that. What in the happened trailer. to Bullseye? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I didn't see Bullseye. Yeah, he wasn't in the movie. Yeah, because I was like, did he die? Maybe Did they give him away. Maybe must have. Well, no, they mentioned Bullseye, right? He mentioned Bullseye to Bo Peep. Said, oh, well, you know, Bullseye. Jesse, Buzz, we're all together. So he's somewhere. Maybe he just was blended in the background. He's somewhere. I don't remember seeing him. I don't remember seeing him either. I I was like, perfect opportunity for Bullseye to ride after Forky, right? Yes. Maybe she didn't take him on the vacation. He's in the back of the closet as well, covered in (laughs) dust bunnies. You said Woody will know how important Forky is to Bonnie. The rest of the group have a hard time adjusting, which I give you 2.4. Forky won't feel as welcomed as he should be, which I give you 2.4, because he doesn't. Well, the other toys aren't really that bad. No, which is what you said. But they, they really don't care about Forky. They're like, oh, so what if he wants to throw himself away? Just let him. So they're not as vindictive as I made them out to be in my plot, but mm. they they just don't really care about Forky in the actual movie. Yeah, no, they don't. So in your plot, Woody hears um, Bonnie's mother talking about going to the Grand Basin, which I give you half a point for. It's yep. something that they already kind of know about, so I assume that yeah. they heard it from the parents. Well, the dad announces it after mm. Bonnie's first day at school. Yeah. So. Well, it's actually her orientation. It isn't exactly her first day, but, yes. you know, we can't really oh, that's split right. hairs. That's right. Yeah, it was just her orientation. Anyway, you had a theory that Grand Basin was going to be the location that Andy was from. Yeah. And then I started asking a bunch of dumb questions about uh, which movie that will be, because yeah. that yeah. matters, apparently. I was no, like, I said it was the what place that they talking moved about, to? Maddie D? And um, no, it was not. No, so, that doesn't Which would have been cool, but... No. no, it's just a random place. Wasn't that kind of movie. No. You said Bonnie picks a selection of toys to take on the trip and we get all of our old favourites. Yep. That's the one point I'm giving you for not that. Bullseye. No, Bullseye is not <laughs> one of the old favourites. Uh, Forky throws himself out the RV. This is all stuff we saw in the trailer, yep. so i give you a point. You said that Woody will tell Buzz uh, that he's going after Forky and to meet them in a unique stop where they'll like meet up so they have a meeting location, which i give you two points for. There was well, nothing- I think I specifically said the antique store. You did say the antique store. Yeah, but yeah, I think in the actual movie he just said, I'll meet you in Grand Basin. Yeah, we, there's a stop off at Grand Basin and I'll yeah. meet you there. So Woody finds Forky and explains Forky's importance to Bonnie and a child's love and connection yep. to that toy, which is one point because we kind of see it in the trailer. Yeah. But yeah, you, that was right. Woody accepts that he's not going to be the favorite always, mm. but... Takes him a long time to admit it in the movie, <laughs> so but yeah. Give you two points for that. And he gets through to Forky and Forky decides that he's going to find Bonnie, which I give you two points for. We don't actually see that in the Where? trailer at all. Well, again, it's inferred in the trailer. It's inferred, I but just it's put not, two and two it's together. It's not really done at all. Not he could, specifically He could have been dragging Forky around the whole time. I can see you being generous and I'm very much appreciative <laughs> of that. <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> I have to be now because uh, you stop losing points after a oh, while. Oh boy! So didn't uh, I say that they catch a truck? Like they get a, they catch a truck as a yes. lift to the to Grand Basin. That's right. So I'm yeah. like, there's no possible way that they could walk all the way there and make it in time. That's like, yeah, yeah. I was well, like, they, they magically do in the real movie. <laughs> I love that you said that. You're like, there's no way they could just spend the entire time walking. It's like, yep, they did just that. All right, because they just immediately jump cut to them in the town. I'm like, how with their tiny little legs? Did they walk all the way to Grand Basin? It's like, <laughs> they would take hours and hours and hours. But I suppose you could say it was the middle of the night and they arrive at like six and o'clock in the morning. Of, they're, they're so used to just being at, in a bedroom, right? Yeah. Like how how like alien and foreign would that be to be walking on the side of a road for them and to like have some idea of direction? And, and keep in mind, in Toy Story 2, it takes them a full day to cross the street. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So anyway. 
We're in the RV. We are arriving in Grand Basin. The toys is in Woody and uh, Forky go to the antique store. At this stage, you just thought, I think it was Woody at this stage. Uh, no, go- no, I thought no, Forky no, you was said there. Forky as well, yeah. sorry. Um, so they go into the antique store. It just sort of blends store, into the background. And you have this idea that Woody already knows that Bo Peep's there. Yeah. And so I thought that Andy's mum dr- right. took her to the antique store. That's right. And Woody was along for the ride. Yes. So he goes Weirdly to enough, find... that kind of happens. It does. I'm sure you might get into which, that. Which is why I'm giving you a point, because he finds Bo, but instead, uh, or tries to find Bo but instead finds Gabby to give you a point for because we kind of see that in the trailer and initially Gabby is welcome but turns out to be very villainous I guess she isn't really has an army of Bensons which I give you one point for because we kind of get that from the promotional material I didn't know they were called Bensons so I just called them dummies but yeah I think we said in the show right yeah yeah, you did I hope we get a point for that too Um, so Gabby wants to wants more toys uh, for the antique store and she kind of rules the place with an iron fist I give you I uh, said she was like the godfather of the toy store I think you were thinking of like Stinky Pete in fact you mentioned it quite yeah. a few times. Yes. Like, or oh, no, lots of hugs. Oh, yeah, very much Toy so. Story 3. Very much so. Speaking of, you said that this will be a red retread of Toy Story 2. Now, I guess that's yeah. an opinion, but I thought it was interesting to mention. I don't know if that is or isn't. I was yeah. going to give you two points for, but it I guess... It was similar. It was similar, but not quite a retread. Now, they get rescued by Bo, which I give you a point for, because that happens in the trailer. And Well, actually, no, that doesn't happen. It, we see, it? like, in the trailer, they show a moment of Bo Peep tripping over Gabby Gabby, which happened later in the movie. Mm. But in the actual movie, Woody just leaves. He just leaves the antique shop of his own will, but Forky's left behind. But Bo saves them at a point, right? That when they first meet her. No, she isn't saving him. He's like trying to get back to the RV. And then the playground that he's in is suddenly flooded with children. And there's all these lost toys popping out of nowhere to yeah. play with the toys. But she rescues him from And that. then, yeah, he runs into... Yeah, I suppose you could say that I he's rescued him. But I not from it. the antique shop is basically okay. what I'm trying to nail it down fair to. Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, so these toys that we meet, led by Bo, they're in this carnival and they follow the carnival around traveling town to town, having new experiences rather than sitting on a shelf. That was your words. And that's right. so true. That's exactly what they do. So no, it's not exactly well, what they do. Well, 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 that's what they go they to do. They end up doing it. Yeah, up doing fair it. enough. But they're kind of doing this new experience thing initially. Yeah, because so. they hang out just in a children's playground playing with kids and they live in this one town and they've all come from presumably the antique shop uh. and the carnival's just come into the town I was trying to work out the this weekend. time period as well. I was like, have they just left the antique store? How long have they been in the carnival for? I guess we don't really know. Well, they don't said- live in the carnival. They live in the park. They mm. live in the children's park. They go to the carnival initially yeah. and go, wow, this would make a cool hideout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see them going to the carnival for the first time. Yeah. This is a point Have you already it- forgotten this movie? <laughs> you didn't watch it that long ago. <laughs> I watched it a few days ago. And you also said that the RV will be in a motorhome parking lot near the carnival, which it is two points. I yep, thought that was go. worth giving you two points for. Thank you. Uh, but Buzz goes to the antique store and gets in on his way there. He gets trapped in a carnival game, and we gave you one point because yep. uh, that happens in the trailer. You said that he's going to be freed by Woody, but it turns out he just like how does he get out? He just uh, does he just wriggle he just and wriggles jiggle? out. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Because I was confused. I'm like, I didn't really see how he got he, out. He just wriggled out, and like he. I was too busy being annoyed by Kean Peel's character to <laughs> really? Like, really be looking at Buzz <laughs> right. Lightyear. Then they head to the RV, and Woody decides he doesn't want to go back. There was no climax or anything in your movie plot. There was just kind of like. They arrive, and then they decide, oh, yeah. I'm not going to go anymore. So Woody decides he's going to stay with the Lost Toys, which is two points because, boom, Yay! that does actually That was happen. my big claim. Yeah, you called this ending really well, and I was surprised by it. 
Bonnie doesn't notice that Woody is gone. I give you two points for that because yep. she pretty much doesn't I give guess, a shit about Woody. I guess we are to understand that she doesn't uh, notice him. Uh, I'm a- surprised she actually took him on the trip at all. Yeah. Because I'm like, she just leaves him in the cupboard when she's playing regular toys. And then why, if she doesn't really care about him, why take him on the trip? Right. Unless she just wants as many toys as possible. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he snuck on. But then he wouldn't. No, she specifically that, right? took him. I don't know. <laughs> Just wants to take him just to put him in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I want to like I wanna ignore you on the trip. Like, I wouldn't feel right if I wasn't abusing you, boy. Right. So. And uh, yep, so there's a tearful goodbye, which I give you two points for. I mean, that was always going to happen in this yeah, movie. But of course. And uh, you also said Gabby was going to be a misdirect only for one scene. You were wrong yeah, on that. I just want to rub right. your face. I, in I thought bit. she was just going to be a, like a one-off pothole along the journey. Yeah. So overall, I mean, you pretty much just guessed what was in the trailer. Yeah. You called the ending really yep, well. Yep. So, you know, I've got to give you credit there. And you p- you picked a few details, but there wasn't a lot of meat no. to your plot. But you still walk away with 41 points. So. Really? Yeah, congratulations. I think you were being way too generous. I was being a little bit generous. I think... You, I guess because I called the ending, I kind of deserve... You, you called the ending... To be noted for that, I suppose. pretty much everything in the trailer you called accurate. Because, spoiler alert, Manny D didn't call the ending. No, I, I did not. I was pretty surprised. Someone actually spoiled this ending for me. And I really? just went, my, oh, it was me. My jaw dropped. Was it you? Yeah, it was I me. I can't remember. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, damn it. <laughs> he, he was right. Because when you said that, I was like, no what? way. No There's way. There's no way that'll happen. Come, they're not going to split the toys. You're an idiot. I was like, in my head, I was just like, this is what an idiot. What, what is this guy talking about? And then it happened. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. There you go. There you go. Well, okay. So. Just when you think you know it all. So let me know how I did. So I did a pretty abysmal job, but with, you know, um, a spectacular finish, apparently. <laughs> yes. Well, and- listening to your plot, it's just like, yeah, maybe they um, maybe they just drive in with the, uh, with the truck, maybe. Yeah, and then they'll go to a carnival. Like I said, it was all very oh, much last minute. I, I, my heart wasn't in it, right? But I could very much tell that your heart was in it, Maddie D, because I thought overall you had a very impressive assessment of what the plot was going to be. Thank you. Yeah, when I was watching this uh, movie, I completely forgot what I'd said, and I yeah. li- watched the movie, and then I listened back to the show, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it was very painful for me to listen back to my. I prediction. bet I was just constantly going, "God damn it!" <laughs> I was so close, but I just refused yes. to be correct. <laughs> So the first thing that you thought would happen was that the movie would open quite like in my plot with an imagination scene involving Bonnie playing a wedding scenario with the toys. <laughs> I don't know why. So who's getting married here? I don't know. Well, we said Buzz and oh, Buzz, Jesse. Buzz and Jesse, yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's obviously not correct because as we've already discussed, it opened with a flashback. Now, interestingly enough, you said that Woody is Bonnie's favorite toy. <laughs> I love that because you could not be any further from the truth. <laughs> Didn't Andy at the end of Toy Story 3 specifically hand Woody to Bonnie and say, this is Woody, he's really important to me. The reason that I'm giving him to you is because I feel like you'll love him. And then she just and then she's throws just like, it yeah, over well, her like shoulder. Chucks him in the cupboard, forgets about him. So I feel like that's a real betrayal of, I suppose, the Bonnie character and of Woody's journey and of Andy's journey. Mm. Everything that they sort of established at the end of the movie and made you think, oh, everything's going to be well, okay, was just thrown out the yeah. window. Yeah, well, I mean, she's a child, right? So she's yeah. just going to go through these phases. And the, a big part of these movies is children outgrow you as the toy. So that's yeah. just part of the gig, I guess. Well, children get upset when, I don't know, they don't get the right cup that they wanted. I wanted the purple cup yeah. and not the yellow cup. They'll throw a tantrum over that. So surely, as well on that note, then when she loses Forky, then surely she'll be sad about losing Forky for like a day and then just recover and get over it. 
But I suppose what Woody... she's his favourite. Yeah, what Woody says in the movie is that the reason that he wants to keep Forky with Bonnie is because it's all he has. His only purpose yeah. is to make sure that yeah. Forky doesn't get lost. And also, like, Forky is what uh, Woody was to Andy. I think, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, back to your plot. You thought that Woody would go with Bonnie on her first day of school. I gave you half a point because yes. technically he goes along, but not... He sneaks in. But not through the choice of Bonnie. And she never notices him there throughout the whole thing. She never, nope. never she looks, never in, the looks in her backpack, never eats lunch, presumably. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? At this terrible school, let me get into it. Oh, because man. you said that Bonnie is very shy and meek at school. I gave you a point for that because, yeah, she's shy and meek. But more so because the teacher is awful. It's a bad teacher. And the other kids are jerks because the teacher welcomes Bonnie to the class. She's like, hey, everybody, you've already been here, but this is Bonnie. We're going to isolate her by pointing her out (laughs) in front of everybody instead of having like a big group orientation as is traditional when you start kindergarten for the first time. Fend for yourself, Bonnie. But then she's like, all right, go sit over here by yourself. I won't introduce you to any other kids child who's never been to school before in her life or in a large social setting. Just go sit over there by yourself. Yeah. The other kids will just completely ignore S- you. Survival of the fittest. And then I won't even give a shit that you're sad and crying. <laughs> what a terrible teacher. Yeah, I know. And so she has to resort to building Forky as a coping mechanism. And I was just shaking my head going, wow, like what sort of like backwards schooling system is this? <laughs> so it's not really your fault that you didn't get that exactly right. She's trying to be outgoing, but, you know, just the environment is completely set Mm. against her. And that's my rant over. (laughs) (laughs) So you thought that Bonnie would tell the class that she's going on a trip to Grand Basin with her family. Now, that's not true because she's told after she finishes her first day, well, her orientation that they're going. Now, they're actually not going to Grand Basin. I just thought it was important to point out. They're actually going on a larger road trip, and Grand Basin is just the first stop along the way, if you didn't notice oh, in the actual movie. I didn't pay attention so to that. So that wasn't the destination, because if you remember, they're trying to leave. They're, trying to, they're not leaving to go home. They're leaving right. to continue the road trip. Okay. I think Grand Basin was, it is, it was the first overnight stop on a larger road trip. Okay. So I just thought I'd point that out because you thought that Grand Basin, I thought this as well, we thought Grand Basin was the ultimate destination because we thought that they were going to visit relatives or something or go to the carnival, the yearly carnival that pops up. <laughs> to go all that way just for a carnival. Yeah. Well, if it's a family tradition. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I don't think Bonnie's that old, so yeah. it's a, it's a four-year family four tradition. Four-year carnival tradition. Yes. So you said that Bonnie would create Forky during arts and crafts. So I gave you a point for that because she does, but it's in the trailer. And back at home, Woody tells the other toys about Forky, as well as the upcoming road trip. And the other toys are more excited about the road trip than Forky. I actually gave you a point for that because while that's true, uh, it's also in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the other toys are actually fairly curious and welcoming to Forky as well. Because we both had it in our mind that we that they just wouldn't accept that they he's uh, not a real toy. They don't really spend a lot of time with him though. Like, he, no. He's kind of Woody's project. Well, all of the other toys take a back seat. Yeah. Even Buzz Lightyear to an extent is very yeah. much in the background of this movie. And the other toy leader? Oh yeah, the, the doll. Whatever her name is, yeah. Buttons or whatever mm. her name is. Yeah, she's in one scene prominently and then just doesn't really appear in the yeah. rest of the movie. I did like that, like, Woody wasn't the I thought the movie was movie. called Toy Story, not Woody and Forky Story. <laughs> and Gabby Gabby, featuring Gabby Gabby. Yeah. With occasional appearance by Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to that at the end. You said that Woody will defend Forky's importance to the other toys and uses Buzz as an example. Does he do that? He doesn't do that. No. I gave you a point because Buzz isn't used as an example, but he. this was also in the trailer. And Buzz is like a lot stupider in this movie yeah. than he was. And I kind of liked yeah, it. What happened to him? It gave him some, I don't know, some... 
individuality. Something but- that we didn't predict was that he suddenly relies on his inner voice, which is just mm. the noise that plays whenever he presses one of his sound buttons. Yeah, so which he- is a good gag. Uh. Yeah, it's an interesting gag. They don't really go that much into it. I mean, there was that one funny bit where he's like, oh, should I... Should I stay? And then the buttons are all just telling him to leave over and over again. I, I thought that, that that was going to be like he was going to decide to go after Woody. Yeah, go against his inner voice. He but was no. really going. No, there's no growth or depth for Buzz at all in this <laughs> movie. The only one who has a journey really is Woody, uh, Forky, I suppose, and Gabby Gabby. They're very much the main players in this movie. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, moving on. So you said that they go on the road trip and Forky has an existential crisis about who he is, motivated by what the other toys are saying about him. Mm. I actually gave you a point for that because it's not exactly right, uh, yeah. but he does have a motivational crisis and technically the other toys do say, well, he is actually made up of trash, essentially, rather than being a specifically manufactured toy like us. So yeah. in a way, that's kind of true, but not exactly. And all he really wants to do is go in the bin. Like That's yeah. the extent of the crisis. I won't get you. <laughs> I won't let you, I won't let you throw yourself away. (laughs) Oh man, Randy Newman on point in this movie. (laughs) So really the other toys don't really care about Forky, but we've covered this already. So you said that Forky will be pushed over the edge, almost literally, and jumps out the window of the RV and Woody goes after him. Now I gave you a point for that because it's in the trailer, but as we just said, he's constantly trying to throw himself away, so... This is very much in character. Mm. Yeah, we did see it in the trailer as well. You said that Woody and Forky would have a comedic scene together and that Forky acts as the donkey to Woody Shrek. And I gave you a point for that. I forgot I said that. That's very much the case, but again, very clearly insinuated in the trailer. Now, you said that Woody will try and convince Forky of his place amongst the other toys. Point there, again in the trailer. You were very much riding on that trailer in this movie, but (laughs) like I can't say that I wasn't. There was so much information on the trailer as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you said in the original episode, it was basically a smorgasbord of information. And there was another trailer that came out afterwards, after we did our episode, that had so much more helpful Uh, information. I couldn't believe it. Anyway. That was a kick in the teeth. Yes, it was. Kick in the pull string. You predicted that they'd eventually find their way to a small town on the way to Grand Basin. So you didn't even think that Grand Basin was Grand Basin. Yeah. And they'd find their way there by following the highway. Now, I gave you half a point because obviously the town is Grand Basin. I thought Grand Basin was going to be like... Like the Grand Canyon. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't think it would be the town's name. No. But in the trailer, we do actually see historic Grand Basin on the sign outside the town. Andy and his mum may have lived here. Yeah. (laughs) Population, Andy and his mum. No. So you said that they'll get there by walking the entire way. I gave you two points because you were absolutely right. I was wrong, even though that doesn't (laughs) really make sense. Who would have thought? They did walk overnight, so I guess there's that. And you said that they end up in an antique store when they see Bo Peep in the window. I gave you half a point because they don't see Bo Peep in the window. They They do end up in the antique store, but they see her lamp. So they don't see her, but her lamp. Which uh, I didn't know she was like a lamp fitting. Yeah, yeah. I I think I explained it in the episode. I Mm. said she's like a porcelain accessory for a lamp. Yeah. But she doesn't really care about the lamp, does she? I guess the lamp isn't alive. No. Sometimes a lamp is just a lamp. So you said that they climb into the antique store and we meet our lead antagonist, Gabby Gabby. Point there. Mm -hmm. And Gabby Gabby seems sweet and inviting and takes a special interest in Woody. Another point there. And you thought that Gabby Gabby doesn't want Woody to leave and offers to help him find Bo Peep. That's two points because I think that does actually happen in the movie. that is what she says. Uh, You said that Woody- I'm killing it so far. Yeah, you are. You said that Woody is creeped out and wants to leave and Gabby Gabby immediately becomes aggressive. I gave you a point for that because while that's correct, it was in the trailer. Did you notice that they played the music from The Shining? 
when they first came into the antique shop. The record that's playing when they're pushing no. Gabby Gabby around in the pram is the music from the end credits of The Shining. Oh, oh cool. So no, that was an interesting that. reference, but they didn't really go anywhere with that. They did a similar thing in the first movie, right? Because the carpet was the carpet from yeah, The Shining as well. Yeah, that's right. So maybe they're obligated to, <laughs> to work in their Shining reference. I guess you know people feel creeped out. Yeah, because, you know, kids these days, they really know The Shining that well. Well, I suppose if they saw Ready Player One, they'd know it. they know all the references. <laughs> and the parents are also watching. Yeah, I guess so. You said that Gabby Gabby calls out her minions, the Bensons, to stop Woody and Forky. That's a point there. And we discover that Gabby Gabby's voice box is broken, which is why nobody wants to buy her. Oh, man. Man, Manny D nailing it. But you get a point because you knew this in advance. Yeah. You read about this. I I didn't read about it. (laughs) It's not in your plot. It really hurt me not reading the same (laughs) stuff that you did. But as I said, very much a last minute thing. Didn't have time to do my standard research. Now, you said that Gabby Gabby is bitter and resentful because of her broken voice box. Uh, she's not really. You Isn't thought- she? Because no. she's, she thinks that that's the reason that nobody wants to buy her or play with her or whatever. Well, she hides. She hides away. She actively doesn't want to be seen by children until she fixes her voice box, which is what's mm-hmm. going on in the movie. So she's not really resentful. She just wants the... She's desperate to have the voice box so she can be accepted by children because she doesn't feel confident to be accepted by children until yeah. this happens. I guess we're to believe that she had a bad experience previously, maybe. Well, there's no evidence of that. Can't give you any points for that. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I won't fight it. Because she's not bitter and resentful. Mm. If she was bitter and resentful, she'd be Stinky Pete. She'd be lots of hugs. <laughs> But she's not really like them at all. You said that Gabby Gabby wants to take Woody's voice box for herself. Boom. I actually gave you two points because that actually wasn't in the material that you read in the lead up. No. You just put two and two together. So that deserves two points. It just said that her voice box is broken. Yeah. And then, of course, you drew the right conclusions. Detective Matty D here. (laughs) You said that Gabby Gabby is the boss of the antique store. Uh, I gave you half a point, but I think I should round that up to a point because technically she's the boss of the antique store, but the only other people there are the Bensons. And the cat. And the cat. And the old lady. She's not the boss of the cat or the old lady. (laughs) Who Who was there for a lot of the movie? She had a lot of screen time this lady. Yeah, and her daughter Melody. <laughs> I really got invested with her, you know. Can we talk about what happened with her daughter, Not sorry, her granddaughter Melody for a second? Yeah, what? She gave her Woody. The grandmother mm. gave Melody Woody. And then Melody was like so happy. She's like, oh, great. I love this toy. Yes. And then as soon as she she turns her back for a second and, Woody, run off. and Woody pisses off. And I'm like, Woody, you had exactly what you wanted. <laughs> you could have been all G. But no, you, what's the little girl going to think? She's going to be heartbroken. Yes. When she turns around and sees that Woody's gone, she's going to presume that someone stole him. Mm. I kind of read that as she just wanted to take Woody out and play with Woody for a little bit and wasn't really interested in keeping yeah, maybe. keeping him. I, I don't know. know. Uh, but I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. That's kind of like a dick move on Woody's <laughs> behalf. But I, I suppose what else can he do? Yeah. You thought that Woody would be rescued by Bo Peep. We've discussed this already with my plot. And you said that Bo Peep is hidden away in a back room or more so a separate building that is connected to the antique store. I don't know what I was thinking. Now, Maddie D, wasn't she in the window? Didn't you establish that they saw her in the window of the antique shop? How could she be in a back room of the antique shop and in the window at the same time? My idea was that they were going to see her in the window. That's where her sort of stand was. But where all the toys kind of hang out after hours. They see her in the window and she immediately runs back to the back room. Well, she takes them to the back room. Oh, I see. So she lives in the back room after hours. Yeah. But she's in the window currently. It's where all the toys... She rescues Woody. I feel like you can't have her hanging around where Gabby Gabby is because Gabby Gabby's the bad guy yeah. in my little plot. Yeah. So they have to be somewhere else. So yeah. that's why I put them in a, in a separate, separate building. Room. Well, guess what, Matty D? That doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, there is a separate area in the antique store. 
is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when they go back to the antique store and that's where they meet Duke Kaboom. That's in the antique store inside a jukebox. Yes, yes. It's not a separate building, Matty D. It's not even close to a separate <laughs> building. <laughs> it's, uh, if you think a jukebox is a building, sure. Yeah, a jukebox is a building. <laughs> I didn't give you any points for that. All right, Matty. fine. So you said that Bo Peep has a sanctuary for lost toys. I gave you a point for that because mm. that's absolutely true. But yep. we do see that in the trailer. We see inside the jukebox, which you just presumed was another building, of course. <laughs> Oh, this jukeboxy looking building is very interesting. Yeah. It's because I saw them like Bo Peep leading Woody through this like alleyway thing. I was like, oh, there must be a connecting Yeah, it was just behind the shelves. Yeah. So you thought that Bo Peep would be brave and adventurous and is the leader of the Lost Toys? Oh, yeah, well. That's correct. But again, this was in the trailer. So single point there. We're also confused by the fact that Bo Peep wasn't breakable, but she is breakable. She is actually broken in the movie. I don't know why I didn't notice all the like the The sticky tape and stuff. Yeah. Holding it together. So yeah, she still is porcelain, but she's apparently very flexible porcelain. So the toy train presumably isn't as flexible as Bo Peep is. So (laughs) there you go. But she seems to be way more agile than she used to be in the other movies. Because if you remember, she just sort of stood in the one position. Yeah. And didn't really walk around that fluidly. Yeah. I think they tried to action her up a little bit in this movie. They wanted a strong Mm. female character that the audience could look up to. Yeah. She's definitely more competent than Woody in this movie, too. Uh, you said that Bo Peep would have a friend who's a tiny police officer. Hey! Which I is, did read this. Which though. is a little, like, lady police officer. Yes. This was also in the trailer, so I gave you a point for that. I didn't even bring up that character at all. <laughs> you and didn't even know about that character. Bo Peep and the Lost Toys go to the carnival to enjoy the life of a lost toy playing with children, which I gave you half a point for because they do that, but it's in the park. So they don't do it in the carnival. No. It's in the children's play park. Yeah. Uh, you also thought that the carnival was a fixed carnival. It's there permanently. <laughs> well, <laughs> you said that they were moved. The carnival moved. To, I, I yeah. felt like and you just want to go. I just need to I be said. different. You know, one of us is going to be permanent right. carnival. Yeah, it's a permanent carnival. Just there all the time, like yeah. like carnivals are. <laughs> but to be fair, you did used to work in a fixed carnival. We both did. Well, yes, we did. That's right. So we're I guess old that's carnies. Where you- you got that idea from. Yeah, we did work as carnies. So, yeah, we were the Patton Oswald character with the droopy face. Yes. That literally was me at work. Too. That was me. I've, I've been that guy. Yeah. I've been that too. guy. Except all my prizes were My stolen. expression was the same. Yeah, mine too. I couldn't believe it. I related so much to that <laughs> this character. Guy, yeah. You said that Bo Peep isn't interested in returning to Bonnie's toys. I gave you a point for that because, again, it was in the trailer. And Buzz goes after Woody to save him. Another point there. I'm doing so well. You are. It doesn't you, happen often. You keep liking to reiterate that point, don't you? It uh, doesn't happen often. Well, it happens more often than you think. <laughs> now, you said that Buzz is found by a carny who puts him up as a prize at a carnival game alongside the duck and bunny who are played by Key and yes. Peel. Now, that's obviously correct because we saw it in the we trailer. Did, yeah. And you said that Woody would have a flashback, interestingly enough, big claim here. Woody would have a flashback to when he was Andy's mum's toy, <laughs> yeah. which is where he and Bo Peep first met. Yeah. I literally just wrote, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we why. We do have a flashback. In all of these movies, they never go into the history of what the toys were like before Andy. And I always thought that would be an interesting they don't remember. to go. Because we established in our Toy Story 2 episode of Best Movie Quest, yeah. still available on iTunes, still available on iTunes. <laughs> that the toys only remember what their current owners remember. So, so why does Woody remember what Andy was like as a child? That's a good question. Maybe this is just Bonnie presuming because, you know, Andy did give the toys to Bonnie. So she just presumes that, well, actually, she wouldn't know the whole story yeah. about Buzz and Woody. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so that throws that theory out the window, doesn't it? So, yeah, yeah they never go into their history before, Andy, because I suppose it's not really that important. But as we said in that same Best Movie Quest episode, still available on iTunes, folks, you can <laughs> listen to it now. If you want to get more of our voices, yes, we have other podcasts. Yes, that's get right. that. So, we established in that that we thought that Woody was Andy's dad's toy yeah. and the dad had died or had well, left the, only, the family. The only reason I said the mum was because she was cast, like, she yeah. was credited in this movie as a voice. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, well. What else could it possibly what else could it be? be? They must be going in this direction, right? Not a silly flashback no. at the start. Like yes. that's the only thing that they had. But I like that they were just giving back in the flashback at the start of the movie. They were just giving Bo Peep away specifically to some random creepy guy who came around to their house <laughs> yeah, with a I box. I want your lamp. He <laughs> says, "Okay, if I take your I think sexy he was lamp." Giving it to his daughter, but anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, apparently not, because it ended up in the antique shop within nine years. Yeah, I was a little bit confused by the timeline Me with too. that flashback because it looked like it was in between it Toy Story to two and three. Yeah, well, we know we saw Jesse and I think because Bo Peep wasn't in Toy Story three. No, it's got to be in between two and three. Yeah, well, obviously it has to be, but yeah. we know so it's we... after two before three. Yeah, because Andy isn't a teenager at this point; he was still a kid. Yeah, and then I was like, well, how old is Andy? He's got to be maybe ten. Because yeah. nine years later, he'd be 19, heading off to college makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess we've worked it out. There we go. Makes sense after all. And I like that they go to this effort to rescue RC, and then we just don't see RC again for the rest of the movie. I was happy that RC had that cameo. Yeah. Because we never saw him again after the first movie, and he was great in the first movie. Yeah. Was he in the second movie? I can't remember. Not really. Right. Not specifically. Yeah. They have like this group of toys that they spend a lot of time with, which they didn't really spend a lot of time with in this movie, if you mm. notice. Mr. Potato Head, obviously. Voice actor had died. But I, Slinky Dog as well. I paid special attention to- uh, Me too. I was like listening out for what his What Mr. Dialogue. Potato Head said. He just spouts random words <laughs> oh you're kidding is one yeah. of the ones that i heard yeah i was like ah there we go as we predicted there were just outtakes from the previous movies back to your plot after that huge diversion <laughs> you thought that bo peep decides to help woody escape from gabby gabby with the help of duke kaboom i actually gave you half a point because they've already left at this point and you've already established that they've left so yeah. he isn't trapped in the antique shop so why would he need to escape and forky is by the way has completely vanished from your plot at this point <laughs> he's around He's, he's around. Just, he's just there. He's just there. He's he just didn't specify out. what he was doing during this time. He's just with know. Woody. I guess the movie kind of forgot that he was there too because he just hangs out with Gabby Gabby. But he's the MacGuffin at this point. He's the mm. thing that Woody is trying to rescue. Yeah. Now, you said that Duke Kaboom is living in shame because he couldn't replicate the stunts from his commercial. I gave you a point for that because that's something you knew in advance. Mm. I thought it was really clever. If you didn't tell me that you'd, <laughs> you'd read that in advance, I'd be like, wow, Matty D is a genius. I'm so clever. No, I did read it. Yeah. Um, I love this character, by the way. Oh, really? Fun. Yeah. You did not? Mm, yeah, not really. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I thought it was kind of redundant. We'll get into it right now. But you said that Duke Kaboom's big moment will be when he finally completes the stunt. Mm. And I gave you two points for that because that's absolutely true but yeah if you notice in the movie he does it twice yes he does he does his big redeeming moment twice and each time he's just like oh i can't do it oh i did it oh i can't do it oh i did it <laughs> yes okay cool good writing there folks did you know five people wrote this movie really could you tell five people wrote this movie i certainly could <laughs> You said that Buzz and Woody would be reunited. Two points there because they are. They reunite on the rooftop. Uh, and you said that this comes to a massive head. I still don't know what that means. A massive climax. Where, Something your plot lacked. Yes. Where, yeah, well, exactly. Something the movie lacked, but I don't even know. <laughs> anyway. So where Buzz and Woody make a break for Bonnie's RV while Duke Kaboom distracts the Bensons. 
Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, I gave you half a point because, yeah, Duke Kaboom's involved with the climax. Yeah, you weren't really on the right track, but enough of the elements were there (laughs) that I could give you half a point because technically the Bensons were there during the big final. (laughs) They were in the pram. (laughs) I love that bit when the pram's going haywire and crashes and this woman runs over thinking it's like a baby that's fallen out of the pram, but it's instead of Benson who's looking up at her with that goofy face. Yes. <laughs> I love my ass. I really felt sorry for the Bensons in this movie. Like, yeah. no one wanted them. They just get no. exploited the entire time and they don't have a happy ending. No, they don't. You said that Gabby Gabby would stop them from reaching the RV. Buzz and Woody, that is. I guess Forky's there as well. And you said that Forky finally stands up to her because she's been telling him that he's worthless. I actually that would have been a good moment in the movie. Yeah, I gave you half a point for that because she's actually quite nice she to Porky nice, yeah. throughout the movie and she does try to stop them, I suppose, from getting back to the RV. But at this stage of the movie, she's actively helping them out. Yeah, it was really surprising because I guess we both thought that she would have been way more malicious than she yeah, was. She was kind of Because we were following the formula of previous mm. Toy Story movies. Well, the previous two anyway. Yeah. So you thought that the Bensons would turn on Gabby Gabby and take her away and she'd end up as a prize at the carnival where she's won by a kid who thinks her distorted voice is cool. Yeah. Does that happen in the movie, Maddie? It does not happen in the movie. But I gave you half a point. (laughs) Okay. Because she does go to the carnival. She is found by a child who thinks she's, you know, her voice is nice. So she's got Woody's voice box at this point. So Mm -hmm. her voice is normal. So she's found by a child who's comforted by her. So that's close enough in my books to being picked up as a prize at a carnival. Yeah. Yeah, I and thought it, it was worthwhile. And it's set, it's set up like My Nights in the Club. Go over there. <laughs> yeah, I found that really creepy. <laughs> Go over there and say it. Don't, don't be <laughs> someone who's lost. Yeah. See that girl all on her own? <laughs> Approach her in the dark alley. <laughs> She'll be yours. But I actually like that scene. That was really well yeah. done. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my initial thought was going to be that her voice box was like distorted. Well, a, it was. A younger child would be like, oh, that's a cool voice. It like almost yeah. looks like metal. Like an emo child. Yeah. But no, that doesn't happen. You thought that Bo and Woody would say a tearful goodbye and Woody will look at his shoe and see the faded Andy written there. <laughs> I don't know why he thought that Andy would still be written on there when it's clearly Bonnie's oh, toy yeah, now. I don't know, eh? Maybe it's underneath. Yeah, it's underneath maybe. Bonnie. Uh, I gave you half a point because they do have a point where they say goodbye to each other tearfully. Mm, that's a stretch. Yeah, but then uh, he decides to stay instead because mm. <laughs> Buzz comes up and goes, she'll be all right. Bonnie will be all right. Bonnie will be all right. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Oh, he's staying. Right, right. Yeah. Is that what you're saying, Buzz? Uh, you said that Buzz and Woody would return to Bonnie. That doesn't happen, but I gave nope. you half a point because nope. Buzz returns to Bonnie. Oh, thank you. That's true. Thanks. One of them does. And then you thought the movie would wrap up and Bonnie would go back to school and finally be accepted by her classmates. Nope, that doesn't happen in the movie. I guess we guess that it does. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? You could have a terrible school experience, especially uh, it at that like school. It will happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised. She's going to end up in the choke <laughs> every day. It's that sort of school. She's going to be flung out the, with, her be, pigtails. Yeah, with her pigtails <laughs> at the school bounds. Hi, are you Bonnie? My name is Miss Wendy. I'm going to be your kindergarten teacher. We have a special place where you can put your backpack. You want to see? You're heading for the choky, young lady. Uh, you said that the movie won't be as emotional as Toy Story 3. Uh, I guess that's an opinion, but I actually gave you half a point because it really wasn't as as emotional. Again, that's an opinion. Yeah. Uh, people might disagree with me. Might I disagree. think that's the case. I think yeah. emotionally speaking, 3 was more, but I guess other people may disagree. I don't think it hit the same heights that 3 did. Again, yeah. this is a opinion. personal opinion. So I gave you half a point for that assessment, really. 
And now the last thing that you predicted was that Randy Newman's original You Got a Friend of Me is playing over the closing credits of the movie. Actually gave you a point and a half for that. Because it is a Randy Newman song. Because there's no Randy Newman song at the end credits, but the movie opens with the original You Got a Friend of Me. Oh, it did too, yeah. So that's exactly right. Well, it's not exactly right. Closing credits, opening credits. But yeah, I gave you a point and a half because that's pretty close and there was no indication that that was going to happen either. Mm. So that gives you a total of, and you're going to be disappointed, Oh yeah, 38 points. What? How did I win? What? (laughs) See, this is what happens when you're a little bit too generous. Yeah, maybe I gave you more points than you deserved. Maybe you didn't give me enough. I was trying to get you to lop off points because I was like, well, that's not exactly the case (laughs) because I knew that I was getting too many. I was like, hang on, put the brakes on here, Matty D. But I did get the ending. You did not. Yes. I is, guess, our, is our point system flawed? Is that what we're discovering? I think the person who are awarding the points <laughs> might be a little bit flawed. I'll just say that. Ouch. So, yeah. I, I do think our point system is a little bit flawed because <laughs> you seem to ride on the fact that you just say stuff that's really obvious and you get mm. points for it. Mm. Where I seem to do the same thing. Don't get in many points. But this time I did, so I can't really complain. Yes. All right, so I guess you win this yeah. round of two. Well, like I said, four. I got the ending, so I think you that, did get the ending. that deserves and special credit. There was no indication that that was going to be the ending, so the no. fact that you pulled that out of thin air was well done. Like yeah. That was pretty good. There you go. So you're not upset. Nah, there I'm all right. Go. I'm glad. Folks, I'm he's fine. not crying. I can see tears forming, but he's about, not crying yet. Um, I'm surprised how much I got right, because yeah. I forgot about a lot of what I said, and then I listened back, and I was like, oh, wow, I did call a lot of this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm proud. Yeah, you should of be my proud. Plot. You should be way it's, more proud than I am. It's not about the marks, it's yeah. about how you did it's it. The journey along the way. I did my best effort. Should we talk about our thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. I think Do you want to go first? Uh yeah, sure, because I think you're gonna okay, pop a fan. Fair, soon. fair enough. <laughs> we say that we don't do a review show and we don't give in our, our Well, opinions. we're not exactly doing a review. But we're not assessing it. No. Well, I guess we are assessing no, it as maybe. a movie, but a review would mean that we go over what happened and then explain why or why not that worked or didn't work. Mm, yeah, but no. But we're doing like just what our thoughts were yeah, on the movie yeah. for so, what that's worth. So I remember this movie came out. I was kind of like excited about it, but I was like, well, this is interesting that they're doing another We one. actually went to the cinemas. We had a choice between mm. Godzilla, John Wick, and Toy Story 4. Oh, man, the cinemas are mad. Yeah, it makes me that, miss in it. In the happy days. Oh. And we actively chose to go to Godzilla out of all three of those movies. <laughs> yes. And we had a great And then we never went and saw Toy Story Grizzly time. Yes. Yeah, we had a grisly situation <laughs> yes. in Godzilla. No, yeah, we never saw Toy Story 4 in cinemas. I had to watch it in Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But yeah, people I know really loved it. And even before going to the show, I was talking to somebody and they were like, oh, man. And it was man. highly critically acclaimed. It has currently mm. 97% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, which That's I think right. is one of the highest scoring Toy Story movies yeah. out there. Yeah, uh, Toy Story two. I think I know Toy still, Story three and three did well. Still higher in tomatoes, but yeah. And though this person was just like, I hope you don't trash this movie because I loved it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I, I kind of watched it and I kind of was just like, I felt the stakes were higher in the third one. Yeah, so absolutely. When I watched, and this, I think the toys were better represented in the third one. Yeah, and there was I, definitely more going around, it like was, more love going around. There was a, there was it was nice, but it was kind of like redundant yeah i, I don't redundant. know because remember at the start of our previous episode well, we said why are they making a fourth movie because didn't they wrap everything up yeah. in the third movie so yeah. this very much felt like a, an unnecessary i retread. really felt i really liked the third movie i thought it tied the whole story yeah. like it tied it up it yeah. kind of concluded everything so and enough were, time had passed yeah that it was appropriate mm. so then if you were going to make another movie seven years later you have you have to do something to add to the story yeah and I don't know if they did it, but no. maybe the movie wasn't for me. I looked Shouldn't at it, it be for you? No, nah, I don't think so. I think. Would you say that Toy Story 3 was for you? Yeah. What's yeah. changed? Uh, this was a cash Aren't they still targeting the this same was audience? A, this was a cash grab, man. Yeah, it was. It was an absolutely. absolute cash grab. And it felt and, like one. 
and and, uh, and and I really think that they did it so they could set themselves up for future sequels. I wouldn't be surprised. And there was like a Forky spinoff. They, yeah, they well, they always like, have spinoffs. They can do like a Bo Peep So they're just they're just patting their pocket there. But yeah, I, I don't think I hated it. I, like I, it was no. all right. But it's definitely one of the better movies we've covered so far. But it was kind of like yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, I had the same reaction because the other movies on my initial viewing, you could just, as you just said, boil this down to, oh, I'm older, yeah. I'm not really the audience. But the third movie only came out seven years ago. Yeah. So what's changed? Like I, I couldn't have grown as a person <laughs> that much in seven years. I feel like I'm very much the same person. Yeah. It just didn't speak to me on the same level. I guess like the whole Bo Peep thing was. It's good that they covered yeah. that. I guess. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> that that's the only addition really. Uh, the other issue that I had with the movie, I like that this has become a discussion because I think that's more appropriate. Yeah. But the other thing that I didn't really like was that I felt like every non-main character was a capital C character. Did you notice that? As in they didn't do anything? No, as in they were really over the top. Yeah. You could say, oh, it's a, it's a kid's movie. But in the other movies, it didn't really feel like that. No. Like, it didn't really feel like, oh, there was these characters fighting to be the biggest thing on screen. Like the two stuffed toys, the Key and Peel, Ducky and Bunny, mm. were very much capital C characters. Characters. The tiny little policewoman was a capital C character. Yeah. Duke Kaboom was a capital it. C character. <laughs> capital K. A big, big C in my books anyway. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. That's neither here nor there. I don't know. That. It hurt the movie that the previous one was so good. And yeah. the stakes were so big. And it had like such an emotional climax to it. Yeah. As we said, it was unnecessary because they didn't need to make this movie. This movie doesn't need to exist. Mm. So it's never going to live up. They sort of closed the book in the third movie. So anything they did in this movie was never going to work. And I don't think it did, even though, as we've said, a lot of people oh, really people like love this it, movie. So great. As you said last week, people were saying this is one of the best. Yeah. People I, say people I know say this is the best Toy Story movie that they've made. Yeah, I can't see that personally. I, I, I just cannot either. see it. And you're the same. Yeah, so I can't see it. I don't know what it is about us that I don't, I, I divides us. I wouldn't say that I had a terrible time watching it, but there was a little bit of clock watching, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah I was the same. <laughs> I personally got exhausted with all the back and forth running. They're like, <laughs> they're in the antique shop, then they're in the carnival, then they're back in the antique shop, then they're back in the carnival, then they're back in the yeah. antique shop. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, just do what you need to do and yeah. leave. Yeah. And it was exhausting. Yeah. And there was a lot of like playing the formula as well, which yeah. I was like, if, like, we've seen this already. Yeah. There was nothing that they did aside from. That was from new. Okay. That's the Woody best. Leaving. Thing. There was nothing that they did was new yeah. or barely anything. Yeah. Exactly. Again, unnecessary, redundant. Did, the movie didn't need to be made. I'm sorry if. Our frank opinions have upset anybody out there. As we said, it wasn't a bad movie. I don't think I have seen a CGI movie look better in oh, my it life. Beautiful! It was amazing. Everything looks so crisp and real. Yeah, I was very impressed by that. But I, I also liked how they like individualized all the toys, like what material they were made out of. Yeah, little scrapes and paint. Chips. Yeah, yeah, which you'd never noticed before in previous no. movie. And you could tell the age. Yeah, you know, the toys yeah that from was the really 50s. Clever. I like that. Toys are obviously from the 60s and 80s. I kind of dug that. I want to see more of that actually. I want to see yeah. like more like more something. More other toys rather than like the three that they focused on. Oh, I mean like more sort of story behind who the toys are, why yeah. they are, what the, why they are, how they are and Yeah, we're never going to get that movie no, maybe. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Toy Story 4. That was our opinions on Toy Story 4. I was so. surprised. I thought you were going to really hate it. I thought you were really angry no, with this No, it's not bad enough for me to hate it. That's yeah. the problem. Right. Like there's a few plot elements that I didn't agree with, but yeah. you know, aside from that, it's not a terrible movie as we've established. <laughs> so, but I want to hear your opinion, dear listener. Yeah. Did you love the movie? Did you hate it and why? I'm guaranteeing you most of you really liked it and I yeah. want to hear what about it made it stand tell, out from tell the us, other. Yeah. Give us a ranking as well. Mm. Rank the Toy Story movies mm. from best to worst. Yeah, from best to Toy Story 2. <laughs> 
All right, Matty D, give me your ranking. Give me your ranking. I'd love to hear it. Uh, well, obviously, three is the best, and then the first one after that, and then this one, four, and then Toy Story 2. I would say exactly the same thing, but I'd switch around Toy Story 2 and 4. Wow, you really didn't so like it. This one is, like I said, not a bad movie, yeah. but it's definitely the weakest, the one. weakest one for me. Yeah. But if you liked it- And the tiredest one. Tell us, because I would be interested to see or hear what people liked about it, what makes yes. this particular movie the best one in the series. Yes. Because that's a big call, I think. Or did you- agree with us mm. did you agree with us did you think it was the weakest are we missing something is yeah. there something that we're not giving enough credit to please let us know you can yep. send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com you can find us on twitter and instagram otherwise you can dig us up on our official facebook page yes. potential spoilers facebook page or you can leave us a comment on the podbean site for this episode we're such dinosaurs <laughs> that's right that's right we gotta get on tiktok don't yeah, we yeah we gotta, we gotta, get gotta on start TikTok. doing dances like we'll that, do dances yeah that kid who was spider-man and the other disney characters exactly. Did you see him today? No, I did not. He's getting viral oh, on the nice. internet. Good we can him. talk about that in a later episode. <laughs> Maybe if, if he, he makes a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We we'll, we'll, might see. Yeah. Disney is apparently interested in having really? him do something. Cool. But yeah, that's a discussion for a different there time. Also, if his 15 minutes of fame hasn't burnt <laughs> up by then. Also, let us know um, if we gave enough points to each other. <laughs> if you thought one point was more accurate than the other. Yes. Was Matty D too generous? Was I, I too can generous? guarantee I'm you, just he a was. Nice guy. One good element, I suppose you could say, about the movie was definitely the Bo Peep character. I think yeah. it was worthwhile giving Bo Peep a lot more depth than she had in the other movies. I think that was a notable thing to do. And, of course, interestingly enough, Bo Peep was voiced by Annie Potts, oh. who, as we discussed before, was Janine, the secretary in Ghostbusters. I was trying to work out what your link was going to be here. And like, so oh, okay. that leads us to what we're going to be predicting yeah, next week. Yeah, it leads us perfectly, seamlessly. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the latest installment in the Ghostbusters franchise. Yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife and we'll finally have the discussion we'll finally be able to put it to bed why Matty D likes the remake of Ghostbusters <laughs> the 2016 Ghostbusters so much so I'm gonna we'll have, have that discussion I'm gonna next week I'm going to have to prepare for a fight I'm going to have to wrap my like hands I like that they called it Ghostbusters Afterlife because that really suggests that the series died and this, it's come back <laughs> it's as a ghost ghosts. exactly yeah. the series died and it's come back as a ghost Thus, Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> all right, Makes we'll, sense to me. We'll talk all about it. Yes. And let us know if you have any opinions on Ghostbusters or yeah. if you think you know what's going to be in the movie. Yes, I would love to know. I'm sure Manny D would love to know as well. Because we're going to steal it. <laughs> we're going to yes. steal your ideas. Yeah, because there isn't a lot of information about this movie. It's going to be really difficult. I can guarantee you that. But you'll hear our opinions on it next week. Because you got a friend in me. That's right. So until then, recharge your batteries. <laughs> See you then. Tuesday night's coronavirus awareness meeting was, I think, a big success, and we want to thank Mr. Spell for putting that on for us. Thank you, Mr. Spell. You're welcome. Uh, oh, yes, one uh, minor note here. The lockdown has been moved to today. Uh, next we have... Well, I didn't know we were supposed to have one already. We have to wash hands. Oh, yeah, you guys think this is a big joke. I don't want any toys dying. This song from Toy Story. This song from Toy Story. It's a story about some toys that come to life for a little boy. Blah, 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 yada, yada, toys. It's the song from Toy Story. You're watching Toy Story.